Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four mirror sports talk, and a whole lot more. We're joined by John and Dave from the uh, Level of Playing Field podcast tonight. Boys, how are you doing tonight? Good. How are you guys? I'm I'm fantastic. I've I've been better in in quite some time. Uh, John, John, you had a trip out to Alberta Way. What did you experience? What did you see for the first time in your life? Uh, Would you consider moving out to Alberta full time? Uh, So. Our one of our like best friends got a promotion, so he moved out to Calgary. So I went there for the Canada Day long weekend, <laughs> and so I got to see him. Got to hang out with him and another friend, Brent, as well, and uh, we just scooter ganged around Calgary. So that was new. So got to do those e scooters around the city. So yeah. I liked that a lot. Uh, Broke up, you know, had had a couple pops, went out, did that kind of stuff. Uh, Calgary is really nice. It's my second time being there. I was there for the stampede, uh, five years ago. So, uh, I love Calgary. I think it's pretty good. Got a nice little scene going on. Um, would I move there? Probably not. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to, to visit it, check it out, enjoy all it has to offer and then come home. Uh, nothing, 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 I have nothing bad to say about the city at all. People are great. Super chill, super nice. You just Food's really good. You just so, lied, man. No, I just, he didn't. Uh, I th- I agree with them, but what I, I want to know want to live there. Did you take the extra hour and drive out to Banff? No, the weather was t- it was too brutal. There was a forecast. It was like thunderstorm and rain. I was there during some, oh, some of that rain. Oh, so thunderstorms. Just, yeah, I pa- I packed for a. I didn't pack for a hiking weekend. I packed for like a weekend with the boys, just out destroying our bodies in a different way. There you so, go. So uh, didn't really have uh, nice. all the gear that- I'd want. No, we know how to do I that can- out here. If there's one thing we can do, especially during Stampede Week, that's uh, that's uh, get into her a little bit. There's no getting around that. Dave, I was listening to uh, this is not to fourteen twenty Dave, but to Level Playing Field Dave. We're gonna find a way to streamline this a little bit, Dave and Dave. Uh, anyways. I was listening to a show on uh, Toronto Sports Radio. We won't uh, we won't say the three the three letter word, but anyways, they had a uh, a good little segment today, and we're gonna pick. I'm gonna pick up on that. Is there a 
Toronto sports icon that deserves to have a statue outside of whether it be Rogers Center, Scotiabank, <laughs> whatever. Is there somebody in Toronto sports that deserves a a statue person? Not 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 the ra- up in the rafters, but a statue, which is another level. A statue outside of a Toronto sports venue. Probably not. Um, if if you want to go like way way back to like when the Leafs were winning, then you might be <laughs> able to find someone from there. But like, how how do you just like a statue is a a big deal. Like you can't. We've lost everything forever. Like we have like two World Series wins and a, an NBA championship since 1967. It's not a, a long enough history of winning to really start building statues. See, I asked this, and I kind of felt you would say that, but uh, John, the Toronto Raptors won in recent memory. Would yeah. you not put the Kawhi statue from the shot that was made in the round one against the Philadelphia Rap or Philadelphia? 76ers have that not just about Kawhi, but instead of retiring Kawhi's jersey, would you not have that statue of that moment when the ball went in the net and everything else? Because that was a that's a pretty awesome Toronto sports moment. Yeah, uh, I love that sports moment. I talk about it all the time and how it makes me feel every time I think about it, every time I see it. Uh, I feel like da- like my Dave. Uh, and I have chatted about like maybe it being like focused on the rim and like the backboard yeah. and like that, like it being about the shot versus about Kawhi Leonard taking the shot. I could see an argument for both. I think the one of the having the moment be there versus like the player, because like that's a very detailed uh, statue based on how it all shook out. Like there's multiple players in the shot. There's training staff in the shot, coaches, fans, like how do you create, that statue i think that would be a problem one just logistically i don't know how you create something like that there's um, always a way just, john there's yeah, always th- a way there is always a way i just think it'd be really ugly personally to add that kind of detail in a metal statue um but to just like take it to another spot i i kind of see that if they're gonna do um a statue that they're probably gonna do a kyle lowry statue if we're going for a person, <laughs> then we're probably going to do a Kyle Lowry. Jesus, man. He wasn't good enough for that. <laughs> I, like I love Lowry, like- but he's, he wasn't good enough for that. If I was going to build, if we're going to build a statue, let's let's go troll and let's build a statue of Joel Embiid sitting on the floor with his head in his knees after the shot, just crying to himself because he couldn't stop Kawhi. What about a statue of Bilbo Relco's plane crash? <laughs> that's a bit morbid. That's, that's a bit dark. Oh, no. why, don't we, why don't we build like, it over Roy Holiday's plane crash? Ray Holiday's plane crash. Well, you know, it was the last goal he ever scored, and thank you to Gord Downey in the hip. Like there is yeah, no he has a song. That's good enough. That's good enough. Like fuck, there. Like what my point with that comment is: there is no Toronto sports icon that deserves it. Not at this moment, unless you're going to go back 70, 80 years, right? Like, I think that, I think that time's moving along here. I think that if you're going to just play out into the past, like maybe some of this is planning for the future and creating the lore around players. You don't right? create like, shit with a statue. Statues are forever. Statues aren't made to be brought down in my mind. Can you, unless you, they're, conv- could unless you, they're confederate. Could you put one up outside of, um, I'll, I'll always call it Sky Dome. Could you put one up of Joe Carter's home run? Again, it'd be the moment. 
I it think would be of him, him jumping doing that around jump. first base. Yeah. yeah, that would be the moment. I don't know if it would be about what he did as a Toronto Blue Jay player, right? Exactly. Again, it'd be about a moment. It'd be the statue for the there's, moment and not a statue for the player. There's been no one player that's been so far and away better. Like, it's been no like true, true superstar. If Kawhi had stayed, maybe we'd be talking about him that way. But so that this like, is what I that's why I asked that. Like because he wasn't around long enough to get his jersey retired, because without Kawhi Leonard, and I've said this before on our show, without Kawhi Leonard, the Raptors do not win a championship. No, they don't they never sniff a championship. They not not even close. And that's so, it. to that's have a understood. moment for the franchise that's outside of what's it even called now, Scotiabank, would that not be something for the team that would involve that? Maybe not just the shot, but something, another pitcher. Because, when I, because in, in no time soon, or at least when, when winning the Stanley Cup in, in that arena. I here's read a, that somewhere. So. Here's yeah. the thing. Like, if you want to catch the moment, there somewhere, <laughs> it's, instead of a statue, like a, just on the, the transit line or whatever metro line, mass transit line, the hallway from the uh well, like as you're walking anybody to the stadium. could put a selfie up there for five no i'm talking like a 3d relief is what i'm talking oh, Jesus. like an actual work of art and it's inside the bell center or whatever the fuck we're calling it these days like just <laughs> the bell that's there. in montreal man well so what are we calling it these days in toronto scotiabank Scotiabank. Okay, because yeah. it used to not. But nonetheless, yeah. we understand my point. But inside, it, it is a moment of that building's history and a franchise's history. Statues are for people. And the people have to be more than a moment. John, who playing now? Get other, Don't say Tom Brady, because we all know that he's getting one. Who Other than Tom Brady... Who's getting a statue outside of the building that they that they that they've either played in, play in now? Who's getting who's getting a statue? Who's getting one? I would say uh, Peyton Manning outside the Colts Stadium would be a pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty good lock for a statue. What he did for that franchise, he played there for his basically his entire career until those last three seasons. He got them a Super Bowl. He has all the records, right? I, I could see him being out there. I know that people will talk about Johnny Unitas, but like that's kind of a different team. I know that he did Baltimore Colts. So um, I would say Peyton Manning is a pretty good bet in in the football world. Um, that was the name that came to my head basically right away. Yeah. LPF, Dave, who, who do you got? Uh, maybe Sid. Um, but I don't know. He, he always had a sidekick, right? Like it's again, like, you can't tell the story of Crosby without having milk in there. Right. As much as like in Canada, we give Crosby much more pub because he's the Canadian. Yeah. Like that's a good point. Malkin did just as much to win there as Crosby did. In the years he was hurt, he really like saved them from just floundering. I think like, hockey's always going to be a tough one. I'm just thinking about people who have statues already. Like Wayne Gretzky doesn't have a statue, does he? I uh, in yeah, Edmonton, he does. he does. Yeah, you bet. You so it's right? a pretty like, cool statue too. Yeah. Outside of outside of Wayne Gretzky, who <laughs> else has I think I spilled a, a beer or three on there one, one time or two. Whatever. Store for another day. People have puked on Gretzky's skates for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. So outside of Gretzky, like the Habs got tro- uh, statues outside of the Bell Center, right? I've never been. I think they do at least one. 
and Richard, uh, I'm, I'm assuming I'm, th- I'm thinking it's him and outside of that like i can't really think of it in the same way as some other places like i know chicago's got michael jordan the lakers i know they got a shack statue i'd imagine there's a kobe bryant statue showing up if it's not up already so like if you're looking at it from that perspective in like a generational star then we're gonna get mired down in like a who's the greatest debate where i think it's more linked to the lore of the franchise and so if they haven't really done a whole lot, then maybe we're not talking about it yet. Like the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, the the Charlotte Hornets. I'm just <laughs> thinking of something, like, you know what I mean? Like the Nashville Predators. They're not going to get statues. They're Like, like Jordan got one outside United Center. Yeah, right? right? And so like, Has Columbus not the started their time. Johnny Goudreau statue yet? The Johnny Goudreau is starting right now from the feet up. Uh, they got that going on. What? A, I don't get that trade, that, that whole sign and deal. I don't get that. Dave, does LeBron James get one in Cleveland when, once he retires from the Lakers? Does he get one? And, and okay, we're, we're all nodding in agreement. He gets one, but how many years after the fact does he get that one? I'm not 100% sure he gets one, and this is what I'm going to tell you. This ought to be Who, who's going to pay for it and where's it going to sit? Because LeBron. <laughs> yeah yeah but then so does he have to like that owner will charge him fucking rent for that statue yeah that owner is assaulted that owner he is he oh i didn't that, know that. that that owner and lebron do not get along at all lebron came back for selfish persons when i say selfish he did the lebron came back for him not for that owner him and that owner are not friends not friends and then like so that's Actually, the I understand LeBron's generational talent. Like he's probably the most talented player ever to play that sport. But mm-hmm. I'm not a LeBron fan, and but I do give him credit for coming back to Cleveland and winning that fucking series for his hometown. And that's what yeah. he did. He did it for his hometown. He hundred percent gets a statue. He put this, that team back up. Like he made that team relevant. When he isn't there, the team's not relevant. Even the though he left the way he did, yeah, he sure. came back and he got him a but, championship. Yeah, mission accomplished. Yeah, he, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the city should pay for that statue and put it in like the Central Park. I don't know what Cleveland's like. You guys, uh, I've never been. I've been to Cleveland. They, they got a the, they got a little promenade, little area in front of the this, building. It, it this, can go up. The city should pay for that thing, that statue, not the owner. And put it off the grounds of the thing because he's I can't imagine how big a hero he is to the town of Cleveland. We'll go around the horn here. LPF Dave, nozzle, not a nozzle. LeBron James. Huge nozzle. John, <laughs> nozzle, not a nozzle. LeBron James. He's not a nozzle to me. 1420 I, Dave, nozzle, not a nozzle. He's a nozzle, but <laughs> I respect him. LPF Dave, why is he a nozzle? What's your thoughts? I want to hear both your guys' story because I think the guy's a nozzle. I want to hear level playing field guys explain to me your difference of opinions on LeBron James, why he's a nozzle or why he's not a nozzle. I got to hear this. It's just, it's everything from like the decision to oh, every time. Nozzle. Like, I've seen, <clears throat> I can't sit here and cite like exact time, dates and times, but I've seen so many videos where like, he just does too much. He's just drawing so much attention to himself. Like he like flails around. Like when he sees it, like something's going on, going on over there, he'll like 
flail and hit the ground and like make a big scene. And then when everyone starts paying attention, he just pops up and gets back to what he's doing. Like it's him making comments <clears throat> that nobody asked him to make. And after his team gets eliminated from the playoffs, complaining about things that he had all the power in the world to change for himself. He's just, he's just, I guess like, Maybe the, all those players are like that, the, who are like, once you get, once you've like mastered the sport side of it, then you start thinking about like how you're perceived in public and you, and so you kind of become self-absorbed that way. But that's all I see. It's just a completely self-absorbed athlete who I don't know, I, I don't have time for. Novel. John, let me tell you, what, let me hear what you got. Uh, yeah, I just see him as sort of like the next level of a superstar. Like the, a big knock on Michael Jordan throughout his career is that he never used the platform. He never did all of these things. He didn't maximize those spaces. And I think that as time moves on and there's new generations of players, LeBron is just somebody who has been able to be excellent on the court. His level of success, no, he doesn't have six rings but he's been in the playoffs so many times. How many times was he in the finals? Like back to back to back. I think that those things are indicative of the type of player and the type of work that he does. And technology exists in a way that it didn't exist when Jordan was playing in the nineties, right? Like how did Jordan become relevant to a new generation of people? This documentary they've been sitting on for like 20 something years. Yeah. So to say that things would have been different, we can't because time has moved on. Um, in terms of like him being self-absorbed, I think that, yeah, he's one of many athletes that is self-absorbed. And I think that he takes an undue amount of heat for the amount of talking and displaying what he does that other athletes don't. And for whatever reason, that seems to be something that has continued on from the time of this, of the decision. I think that's probably the one place where people were like, why did this guy have to do that to an entire fan base? Why did he have to go and do that? And he talks about that. He's been reflective of like, that wasn't a great choice. And since then, it's a lot about him. It's a lot about the work that he does outside of basketball. It's about highlighting what his kids are doing and giving them a platform that other people don't have because he's been Let able to. Let me interrupt to. for half a second here. Yeah. He, I think he's such a fucking nozzle. I don't know what he's done outside of basketball because all he does is talk about how great he should he should be and everything that he should be um congratulated for i don't know anything he's done i i i mean i don't follow basketball a lot but all i hear is lebron james saying i'm great i'm this i'm that that's all i hear maybe because i have the blinders on and i just tuned him out that's all i hear yeah and i think that i it's part of his makeup like to be that good, you do have to be incredibly confident and arrogant. I don't, I don't come on here to say that he's not those things. <laughs> um, in terms of like his like community outreach, like yeah, he created an entire school and he puts all these kids through university, and he does all that kind of work in Akron, and he's like rebuilding Akron and all those stuff. He doesn't really talk about. I don't know why. Well, you should like, if, you, if you if you do it for a pat in the back, you do it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, right. and. Uh, like I, he continually does it. And I think that that's pretty remarkable. Yeah. On the other side, on the other side of things like, yeah, he's got his shoes. He's got his own line of shoes that people are into. He's got a tequila brand out. He's got to show the, the barbershop or the shop on HBO that 
he's featuring himself on. He gets other athletes and other prominent celebrities on that are in or out of his circles. So there are lots of things that he does that don't get the same type of publicity. And whether he chooses that or his team chooses it, I'll never know. But like, yeah, there is a lot going on there that we don't really see. 14, 20, Dave, let's uh, break the tie here. You uh... LPF Dave and John Bolsta, they, they disagreed with each other. What do you got about LeBron James, nozzle or not a nozzle? And let's hear, hear the argument. I'm going to be as brief as I can. I'm going to work <laughs> in bullet points here. Um, Michael Jordan is the, the first greatest basketball player when, in, when media started coming through. Um, like Kareem was better. Frazier was better. They were all better. And, and there's still an argument for those Bill Russell. Um but Jordan was They're there not, and whatever. he would no, but he's the first brand. Yeah. I, I told you about this a couple episodes ago. I, I I'm almost done reading the book. Swoosh was about the rise of Nike up to five years after the Jordan years. And I, Nike I'm, or I'm, Nike? Nike. Thank you. Thanks. Anyways, <laughs> the Air Jordan brand and I how to get like, my points in. He was the first logo. Michael Jordan was the first logo. And this was before any kind of social media. Everybody started, like, he was the first one to actually push the needle outside his sport. And then LeBron sees this being probably more talented than Michael Jordan. And I get it, dragging teams to the NBA finals. But I've said it before, you don't win with one superstar, you need three. So good for you, LeBron. Fuck. I don't care about that. I don't care about... 12 championships and only winning three. I don't fucking care about that. A, a superstar that is the best in basketball can do that. No other sport can do that. So LeBron is building, has started his career with brand and his brand was his social media. He watched Kobe Bryant win an Oscar. He knows how to do that. He's learned from all the people before him, not so much of how to be the most dominant basketball player ever, because he is one of those players. He really is. But to increase your brand outside the sport, which he has done with calculated precision, his entire thing, that space jam movie. I never saw it, but it sucked ass. I know it sucked ass. I don't know. It's not good. It's terrible. The LeBron one. Yeah. Yeah, Not good. Yeah. It's that one kind of went away pretty quick. Didn't it? it? like it was yeah. hyped and then it just didn't it, it was like uh oh this isn't good and it was it never got much after the first week and a half it's like uh oh we we blew the it. only thing that lebron has ever done his entire career and i think he might have done it out of his own career for his brand was come back to cleveland he's all about lebron he ain't never about the logo on the front he's all about the name on the back and that's why he does deserve a statue but he is also still a nozzle. <laughs> LPF pretty Dave, nicely done. LPF Dave, <laughs> do you think like now that we're like, like the captain is the documentary on the I'm a, I'm obviously a Jeter guy. Uh, is LeBron James the complete opposite person as Derek Jeter? Like the complete <laughs> opposite. I don't know. How am I supposed to? I, I don't I don't get the hoopla about cheaters. I'm the wrong guy to ask. That's a terrible question. It's not a terrible question. Any any non-Yankee 
diehard wouldn't even it would never pose a question that was framed that way. Baseball and basketball are they, no, but they're not like G, G, Jeter's can't. a brand. Jeter's a brand. LeBron's a brand. Jeter's, not, Jeter's Jeter. not really a brand. Jeter's brand is the Yankees. I don't remember him doing a ton outside of baseball, like to really put himself out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm again, I continue to rain on the parade a bit. Uh, Jeter is actually signed under the Jordan brand. Yeah. Well, I understand that. But like, but, but, but that's think... an endorsement, right? But like Jeter's not a brand. Like Jordan is a brand. Um, uh, LeBron is a brand. Like even Manning, even Peyton Manning's a brand now. Like, but okay, but, who? Okay, but Jeter fuckers, doesn't do. Fuck you all. Jeter, hey, no, okay, listen, so let's put it this way. Let's put listen, this, Jeter <laughs> doesn't do anything outside of baseball. Let's put it this he way. Doesn't need to. LeBron is who he is, but he's played for what, four franchises or three and one twice. If if you put Derek Jeter and you put him on the Minnesota Twins, how many people know his name? Glass. He's still a Hall of Famer, though. I regret. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Look at his stats, brother. I tried. Yeah, he, well, we he, had a ton, it, we, he had a ton of singles. Good for him. No, look, I, I <laughs> hey, did who, the research. Hey, who's better, LeBron James or Derek Jeter? Like at their sports? Just, just who's better, LeBron James or Derek Jeter? But I don't. I don't what's the context of the question? At their sport? At at what? what at what? They who would you rather be? Did. Who would you rather be? I'd rather be Jeter. I'd rather be Jeter. I don't know Jeter slays, so maybe it really. It's <laughs> <laughs> like everybody went to that. I was about to go like his roster is quite a bit better. Jeter, yeah, Jeter Jeter takes care of business in that department. But you don't um, think LeBron does? He's married. No. I don't know. I'm a good no, assume well, that he plays part of his brand. Yeah. I assume he plays. He's at least somewhat. I don't know. Not constantly fucking around. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Who knows? It's part of his, it's part of his shtick. Like it's part of his, like his makeup. That's like the, another thing that has been part of his, his lore is that he's done it in a way where like, you, it's hard to criticize his, like him as a role model for people. And so like how much of that is authentic and how much of that is put on, we're not going to know because it's so curated, right? It's right. so prepared. It's so manicured, but it could be what he actually is living. And there's been no like reports that have come out. I don't know how tight his team is, but there have never been reports out that like LeBron is just going into all these visiting places and just having a grand old time. Like everything, everything that gets reported about LeBron, not everything, lots gets reported about LeBron and the way he's carried himself has been negative. Whereas the Jeter stuff, it, it's all 
people trying to find negatives, which is all and it's so that means it's all positive. Like it different it, time and place, you can't compare the two because media is so different in their eras. Right. But the New Bronx, York to Cleveland are I don't know. I would that. say that Jeter was under like an intense spotlight being in New York. He yeah. was the face of the Yankees the entire time he was there. There was no Twitter everything back he, then. I get that. I get there was it. No but everything he phones. did, he there was, was being one, watched. There was and not like one those, camera phone. The stories are out there though, right? Like we've all heard them regardless of social media or not that like, was he a terrible human being? No, but he had a great time. And like, that's not a secret. Do you think there, there, there were gift baskets? Oh my God! There has to have been so many gifts. I hope sure there was picks, or it didn't happen. <laughs> All picks the time, or it didn't happen. I'm the doubting Thomas. Picks or it didn't happen. I would like to see a girl who went back for a second try, who has two autographed Jeter baseballs, and put them up on Instagram or Twitter or whatever the fuck, and see what happened there. How many you got, Brent? <laughs> uh, no, there, there was no gift baskets, but there's some autographed <laughs> goods down here. I've never yeah. met the man. I didn't see you anywhere else. Yeah, but anyways, that's funny, Dave. <laughs> but uh, but to, to go back to your question, like I would I would still choose LeBron, but out, outside of that one area of Derek Jeter's life where we we've heard all the stories about how uh, much of a lady killer he was. But if I'm choosing between the two, I'm going to choose LeBron. I think just the scope of um, his career, the impact of his career, and what that means. I think that that's a, a wider reach than Derek Jeter's is. Impact is it, 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 it's that word has a lot open to discussion, right? The impact, like you said, I, I said I keep it brief, but when you say all the schools and you stuff he's done do. in Akron, it it that's what an athlete's supposed to do. A lot of athletes do that, right? Andre Agassi has a school that he built in in Vegas and shit like that. Like that's what you're supposed to do, Fucking and it's just I, school probably. Well, no, I I remember. Uh, like, there, there's something i think it was in a, in a chris Roulette. rock thing right like it's it's what you're supposed to do i'm not going to give you credit for what you're supposed to do that's what you're supposed to do i don't know right? if that's what you're supposed to do uh, you're I, supposed I, to I, get I back like but like i would to do building schools and paying for kids tuition and stuff like that's that's pretty fun job, job. Not that's job. I no would that's not what that. you're no it's what you have to do specifically in the United States. And now it's becoming that way in Canada too. Like you got to give back and LeBron gives back. And I really appreciate that. I don't know how much Jordan gives back, but like, as Nothing. An athlete, he's smart. It's not his job. It is his, it, it is your job to give it's back. Not. How is it his fucking job? I'll tell you the fucking way because, um, <laughs> I forget, he's, he's serious. I, I, I forget who it was. I think it was, Oh, Christ, I think it was Randall Cunningham. It was someone I didn't respect very much, but uh, they What's said, wrong with Randall Cunningham? But Little hands. Nonetheless, nonetheless, That's a random was, fucking guy not to like, Randall Cunningham. It was, it, they were talking about the black colleges in the States and how all these athletes that get, like, Alcorn State, like Marshall, and there's a couple that's, others. Uh, that's where, Air, Steve Air McNair. Yes. Went to Alcorn okay, State. Yeah, but I don't know who was uh, saying it. And then, like all these athletes, like you see the white colleges, and they're they're the people that become successful give millions and millions and millions of dollars to their uh, to their alma mater for good weight rooms, for recruiting, for now for NIL, right? And like the black colleges, the the traditional black colleges that put players in the NF in the NFL and the NBA and all that kind of shit, they don't give back. They don't give back. 
like that. Like, like, why aren't you giving us money so we can we can make our school better? And I don't know. I don't know well, why. Uh, I think um, and I guys, think it's a difference of we got to send kids to university. So if you so send more you kids to university, you are by sending more kids to university. But you're not doing that. Like we're talking about, like putting your name on a check, which every athlete that signs their second contract should. When we talk about rule changes in sports, I got a point, and I'm going to stop it right there. We'll get to that in uh, half a second. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more brought to you by SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Save 20 bucks off your first purchase by using promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com. That's 1420POD, and save yourself 20 bucks for beer money or parking or whatever the fuck you want to save it on. Three beers and good tips at Coors Field. 1420 Sports Podcast is happy to be teamed up with Newsly. Newsly transcribes web articles from around the globe and reads them directly to you. Keep your eyes on the road or on the game with Newsly. Newsly also carries podcasts from 40 countries around the globe, including the 1420 Sports Podcast. Download the Newsly app for all your Android and iOS devices today at www.newsly.me or click on the link in today's show description. And be sure to use the promo code 1420SPORTS, that's 1420SPORTS, for a free one-month premium subscription. Newsly, stop scrolling and start listening. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four mirror sports talk, and a whole lot more about you. Band Edge, by Band Edge and BandEdge.com. Get all your fan gear at BandEdge.com. Uh, save 20% on shipping throughout the United States and, and uh, Canada and whatever else. Who cares? Anyways, uh, boys. I went to uh, for a, a, a pregame beer at a local uh, watering hole, uh, Mojo's, uh, by myself for the first time in a long time. Uh, the the girlfriend, she's at the Alanis Morissette concert in Calgary tonight. I learned one thing tonight. Don't that she ought to know. Is that what you learned? That she ought to know. She ought to know. I learned one thing tonight. Do not <laughs> say the word angry lesbian when there's an angry lesbian. In the room, because fuck did I hear it from the bartender? Um, I made a mistake because they they asked they said, Hey, where's where's Deanne tonight? So she's at uh the angry lesbian show in Calgary tonight, and the angry lesbian was around the corner, she heard it, and uh yeah, I got an earful. So boys, don't say angry lesbian in public. I'll give you, you deserved every t- you deserved yeah. every swear word coming to you. You that those words should never come out of your mouth. I'm a little bit ashamed of you. In fact, I'm not a little bit ashamed of you. I'm just plain out ashamed of you. You shouldn't have said that. That's awful, man. I thought it was funny until, like, I see you guys smiling right now here on Zoom. I thought it was funny until I said it. Like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. You were wrong. So how did it shake out? Uh, how, how did you um, leave that conversation? She, she transferred be her table. Uh, she transferred her table. She no longer, I, I don't think I'm allowed back in that establishment into Mojo's, which is fine because it's expensive and not that good anyway. So whatever. Um, don't say angry <laughs> lesbian again. Sunny come. Got it. Anyways, so uh, uh, how come you how come you didn't attend the concert? You uh, say you're not an no. Alanis Morissette fan. I'm not. I'm more of an Alanis fan when she was doing "Feel Your Love" her pop stuff in the early nineties wow. compared to the angry, angry um, isn't it ironic stuff because none of what she said was actually ironic. And I, I'm not a fan. I think she's shitty. I think she's a shitty person. That I think it's all shit. I think Alanis is shitty. Brent doesn't Brent Brent doesn't like female pop stars. That's the way it turns out. Like it actually the way he never likes. Like, what's your favorite female pop star? uh, I dare you to say Samantha Fox. 
dare you. No. Who the fuck um, is that? <laughs> I like like Roxette. Like she's a like the. Like, I don't know what. Anyways, let's get on something else, boys. Um, <laughs> put me under the gun here. I'm supposed to be asking questions, not you guys. Uh, the world of sports is different day in, day out. That it evolves in, in, in big, big ways on a weekly, yearly basis. LPF, Dave, I asked the question to tell you guys out the what we were talking about tonight. There's a lot of things that change. The rules have started to change a lot in a slow basis, year after year, in every sport. Dave, give me one rule that you would like to see changed in whatever sport. Whatever time, whatever it is, name one thing you like to see change in the world of sports. Let's go with um, something that'll make your age demographic real happy. Let's take the uh, oh, what the fuck's it called? The extra penalty when you get in a fight, the instigator penalty out. Get back to the good old boys policing the ice. I agree one hundred percent with that. 100% with that, with the reason being that there's a lot of, there, there isn't a lot of goons left anymore in, in the world of hockey than in, in, in the NHL. But there's a lot of guys who do walk around stomping on feet that shouldn't. And the, the kneeling on ankles. And- yeah. And the, the superstars are protected like they used to be. When you had guys like Dave Samanko patrolling the ice, four guys like Wayne Gretzky back in the early 80s, way before your guys' this time. Um, Things were different, and, and superstars were allowed to be superstars. I agree with that 100%. Don't fuck with a fuck, because you'll get fucked up. And that's what the, that's what enforcers would do. Now that there's the extra two-minute two minute penalty, where power plays are, are at a premium nowadays, that that changes, that changes can change a game in a heartbeat when some guy can be a dickhead and, and not be penalized for it. Yeah, but Maybe I don't want enforcers back. T-shirt. I just think you got to get that last quote on a T-shirt. Don't fucking fuck. Yeah, don't fuck with a fuck. Don't fuck with a fuck. You're gonna get fucked. Like you, you don't want to see enforcers back then. So eloquent. That was amazing. No, it's such a useless waste of a position. Have guys on the ice who can take care of things, but like to have a guy who that's all he does was always stupid. And it always ended up that fucking Probert and Domi would fight each other and Probert and Brashear and fucking Samuel I agree. Finn I agree. And, the state like, why, why do bullshit. I care? I agree. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And they got to the point where they're just justifying them being there. So they were doing these stupid fights that nobody gave a shit about. I guess it was entertaining for the 30 seconds that it lasted. But I'd kind of just rather watch a hockey game than watch these two idiots like drop their gloves at the drop of a puck because they tapped each other on the shins and said, hey, let's go. Let's give I them totally a show. Agree. Totally agree with that. Uh, John, like a, a guy like Milan Lucic with the Flames here, like here, here in Alberta, He's not the most skilled guy, but he's got a little bit of grit to him, and he's kind of the guys who will give a tap on the laces to a guy and say, "Hey, don't fuck with a fuck," and it, it it sends a message. So having having that instigator there, that's not a bad thing. So getting rid of that instigator rule, I don't know, man. I I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm out of my depth here. Uh, I constantly make the joke with my friends that when bullshit happens on the ice and they go, just send the enforcer in, got a problem, send the enforcer in. Oh, goalie got out there and they tapped his goalie pad, send the enforcer in. So uh, I I make a huge joke of that, that that's like a a thing that people are holding on to in terms of uh, 
in terms of hockey that there is a guy or there there are guys that kind of fill that role in a casuto kind of way compared to 35 40 years ago yeah. uh the, the game has changed it's far more skilled it's far faster so you need guys that can be physical and make physical plays but i don't necessarily think there needs to be people where like okay like let's send you out there you're going to send a message by picking on somebody else who fills a similar role like i think the game's evolved beyond that now so um, that's my contribution, whether there's a, a penalty to be removed or not. I, I, I couldn't really speak to that. 1420 yeah, no. Dave, your thoughts, Tom Wilson can play on my team any fucking day. He's that guy. He's skilled and you fuck around. You find you out. You won't be around. Yeah. Uh, he goes but too far too much. I get, I, I, and, and, and I, and yeah, I agree with to, you. I 100% agree. I 100% agree. Like he legitimately I, stole like, three years of one of the best hockey players ever's career. With I a get cheap it. Ass hit. I get it, but he can play for my team anytime. And that's what we're talking about. I'm not talking about, I agree with every is on ice decision, but that's one crazy motherfucker can beat the shit out of anybody on your team. And what you going to do about it? So do you get rid of the instigator penalty for, for that reason? Because if a guy's aggressive and can protect your superstars, which, which, you know, he does protect Ovechkin out there. Is it is keeping is getting rid of the the um, instigator penalty a good idea? Like LPF Dave said, I agree. I agree. I one hundred percent agree. Fuck around, find out. <laughs> Us Southern Albertans, we're a bit different. There's no getting around that. Yeah, <laughs> there's no getting around that. We uh, we're a little more aggressive than the average person. Yeah, there's there's. I said that. Fuck around, a, find out. That's it, a, no. That's, this that's it, we, we have a different world in Southern Ontario. Southern Ontario and Southern Alberta, two different things completely. I disagree, but go well, ahead. I think I'm right. Uh, John, one rule change you could make. What would it be? Um, I kind of like the single foot inbounds is a catch. I like that in football, uh, in the college game, they have that in the CFL, yes. they have that, uh, in the NFL, I appreciate the skill level that it takes to do the, the toe drag or the double toe tap. Um, I think it would just lend itself to wide receivers being able to do a little bit more. Um, the game is a passing game. So if we want to sort of highlight that aspect of the game a bit more, I think that's a great way to do it. So, uh, off, off my head, that's where I would go is a, a single foot inbounds that qualifies as a catch. Uh, I think we'd see some pretty ridiculous snags. That's actually like you went a lot deeper than anybody else. I, I thought we were going to, but that's a great, that's, that's great. Cause college football, how, how they break it down with, with, like you said, the single foot and it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it, it adds excitement and adds to Excuse circus me. catches. I guess that would make LPF day. What do you think? I disagree. I like that. There's a separation between like the college game and, and the NFL game. And like the, you're I like, I'm always like flabbergasted that these guys can drag their feet that way. And I think it's an incredible skill um, that should be rewarded. And uh, they already do so much for receivers and quarterbacks in the past game. Like they don't really need more help. I agree 100% Dave. Um, the pros is supposed to be harder, right? Like the stoppage on the clock with first downs in college ball, the, the dragging you can't, you can't advance a fumble or there's something else that I it's supposed to be harder in the NFL. And that's why it's harder and get both feet down. And if the guy's behind you, yeah, I get it. Tell your quarterback to throw a better ball or make a better catch. Like 
I, but, I agree. But with on, the, on the other hand, maybe that this this quarterback who's might be the next fuck who the fuck knows uh, who's coming who's who's in college is making a, an NFL pass that an NF that a, that a college football receiver can't make. Is that not beneficial to to the college quarterback to make a better throw? Like I don't understand no, your to make logic the, to, to make that NFL pass. I'm saying to make the on the sidelines. Like John was yeah. saying, where, where where a guy needs to drag his feet because they make those passes on purpose. They're not by Correct. mistake. Yeah, so shouldn't they just do that? No, oh, two okay. feet, two feet in bounds. NFL, you know what that stands for? Not for long if you keep throwing those fucking balls in bounds. <laughs> yeah, and then conversely, uh, I know the four start rule got removed a long time ago, but like that could be the compromise, right? Is that you can get one foot in, but the four start rule is back in play to sort of assist the defenders. No, because, because the only reason I don't, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but then that puts so much onus on the officials now, right? And now we're replaying and now we're doing this and like- But they already do guys? that. Fuck no, me. but not, no, but that's just for toes and bounds. But now I if- I hate replays. I, and like, yeah, the, you're asking for more replays if you do that. And I'm all against more replays. I hate replays. I like, understand. I had logic, another one. But, I had a different replays. one together, but there, I hate replay. I hate it. If a player can make a mistake, why can't an official? Because they're perfect. They're, Have they, you ever watched no, a sporting no, no, event? No, 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 they're not. But it's just like, they're, like the, the, the amount of plays that get overturned are minimal in the big in the big scheme of things. When you, say, have, when you say minimal, put up a number. What, 60%? That's not fucking true. 60% of plays are overturned? I don't know the number. You give me a number. Well, I don't know. Seven. Who knows? No, it's more. There's way more than it's seven, not for sure. I think so it's over they get, they get, No, ninety five percent of calls don't get fucking even reviewed. How so, much you ask when casino? Am I wrong? Ask them what they like every think time there's it. a play, it doesn't get reviewed. Every so, time there's a scoring play, it does. Every scoring play in the NFL is uh, reviewed. reviewed. Well, and every a turnover. And every turnover is really so. How many get? How many actually get overturned? Like a lot of them go. Yeah, it's good. No, huh. it, it, like it's not for the sake of overturn. It's to make sure we got it right. Oh fuck! There's a, you can't really compare like players making mistakes and officials making mistakes because the mistakes officials make are just like seeing something wrong, like the, something really happened, and they. It's not like oh, I overthrew a, a pass. It's like this guy was in bounds, but I called him out, and it changes the outcome of the game. I don't know it's that Roby really Coleman that on the Rams Roby Coleman making that aggressive pass interference call that got missed against that, that like against the Saints the, the Saints yeah that was yeah. A gr- that right? was like egregious that, that was egregious yeah, that's what, not one you what they need what they one. need to change is not allowing not having so many restrictions around the replays like the fact that everyone in the world saw that that was fucked up and we had replay but you weren't allowed to. Uh, challenge, challenge the that call. specific type of play. Like, so why have replay at all if you're going to restrict it so that something that's blatantly wrong, you can't be fixed? I just want replay to be quicker. That's all I want. That's it is I getting want. quicker. I would say I, that it's much quicker than it was when it first came out. The refs I, do it. I 100% agree. Yes. Send it to uh, the Brain Central, whether it be in 
I don't give a fuck where it could be in, in Tallahassee for all I care. Just like give them all the feeds and say, Hey, we're sending one to you. Yeah. We saw it. We saw it. We saw it. What's the challenge? No, they're wrong. Yeah, they're right. Get the guy who does NFL red zone to make the calls. He's already on like 12 hours a day. He doesn't go pee. So just I'm give so him some more responsibility. I'm going to go on a total tangent here. No. Yes. <laughs> um, last night I was watching, um, Sorry, my fucking life. <laughs> I, I, I had a moment where I had an hour and a half by myself. So I put it on the MLB network. I watched a bit of the Mets game last night, but why doesn't MLB? So everybody have- else watched the Yankee game, but you watched the Met game. I watched the Mets game. Yeah. Oh, okay. They happen to be playing the Mets. They happen to be playing the Yankees, <laughs> but I watched the Mets game. Um, why doesn't MLB have the red zone? Right. Cause the game's so damn slow. It's not slow. When you have 14 fucking games on, there's a highlight every three minutes. Well, no, there's sure. not. There's a home run. <laughs> no, there's, there's a runner. There's In not. 50 games, but also like wrong. a lot of pitches you guys are- nothing happens. I love Dave. I love baseball more more than I love my girlfriend. And, and it's and that's a fact. And there's a lot of downtime in a baseball game. No, I understand. I this is my point. But like NFL red zone, we know what we're talking. You know what I'm talking about yeah, when, yeah. When, when I say that. Have that for MLB. But it's like so runners in scoring position, and then like if like we're gonna go to this game, and like you have honestly at at one point you have ten games. There has to be a highlight with a runner in scoring position. It sounds there to me like you be. should write a letter. I am gonna write a fucking letter, and I'm gonna <laughs> ask to host that thing. Because I don't know what like, that will let goes. you smoke inside the studio, Beth. I'm not going to ask to smoke. I'll keep my cigarette underneath. You're telling me Chris Berman didn't have cigarettes when he was doing ESPN? I uh, chain smoked him in between recordings. Yeah, he was just, exactly. Like, and like I can put it down, it but like this isn't the thing. But like you know, MLB, and and like you know, instead of calling it. Uh, like uh red zone i don't know what you call it but like the mlb mlb app should do that i'm gonna write a letter i'm gonna go with my rule change day before we get to you because uh you seem to be a bit long-winded tonight for some reason i think uh, one thing i would like to see changing in nfl is when the game goes to overtime you have to score a touchdown to win the game i don't think that a guy who has the longest leg should, should it shouldn't come down to the team with a guy with the longest leg winning a football game. I think that you have to score touchdowns and touchdowns only. And if you don't, think, and if neither team scores, leave it a tie. I think that's ridiculous because that 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 takes away from the actual rules of the game. Field goals count in regulation time, but, but, change, but putting three but, on but, three hockey is a fucking. It's not a rule changer. No, it, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It changes the game. No, no. Yeah, he got it. He's got you there. It, 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 he no. was like, it, it a slam dunk. <laughs> no, it, it, I, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand. Three on three hockey, you still have to put the, the little rubber disc through the pipes. But it changes the foundation of the game. Changes the foundation three, of the game. Six guys on the you ice know, instead of 10. It doesn't change it, actually. Okay. It's just like you guys against us guys. And like, let's see who can score first. The th- the field How many times is there a three on three in a regular season hockey game? And then they, and then they change they change the regular season in hockey to the fucking to the playoffs. They don't have three on three in the playoffs. They change it themselves. 
Well, that's time constraints in the regular season. And we're not really talking about regular season. Who cares about who wins game 42? Honestly, the teams LPF are playing, game, What do you think about my idea of only having touchdowns to win, win football games? Um, look, oh. they flirt with different things in, in the college game. I know that there's a, like they go to like eight overtimes because it's like a respond to my play. Now you're responding. Um, I think like the NFL is a business and they don't have that kind of time. And I know they talked about it ending in a tie. Um, sometimes I don't want to see like the Carolina Panthers tying the New York jets because they can't score touchdowns. Now you just want to see the chargers tie the Raiders so that they don't miss the playoffs. Hey, it's just, it's tough being a chargers fan. <laughs> It's tough just, being a Chargers fan. It is what it is. That's the most agreeable statement I've heard so far tonight. Second <laughs> nicest jerseys in sport behind the San Diego Padres. Oh, I thought you were going to say the pinstripes. No, the San Diego Padres <laughs> with those slick brown pins. Oh, those are nice, man. I, I don't know. dig on those. I've never dug on those. Says the guy wearing brown and yellow right now, but whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, a little, no we're, we're a little shot heavy tonight there dave me and you uh is it my turn yeah give me your rule change 14 20 dave i want to hear what you got because i'm sure tonight we're a little disagreeing uh, on everything for some reason um give me what you got and we'll go from there so in baseball the manager of the team the coach of the team wears the uniform of the team he has a number and everything right yeah i want every sport to have the coach wear the uniform of the team. What? I, I want to see. That's your rule change. <laughs> I, I want to. I want to see Team Kerr. I couldn't. I agree. I want to watch Nick Nurse run up and down the court in a fucking shorts and a tank top. Yes, that's my rule change. If you're gonna do fucking it with baseball, do it for all of them. So, the coach, Jeff, so is Jeff Van Gundy running around? <laughs> is Daryl Sutter wearing oh, no, a tucked into his suit pants? Whatever you want. No, no suit pants. No, they have to you wear the gear. Wear the, just you full gear. You gotta wear now. the gear. I'll pull the gear. on the whole bit. You can, well, you can wear dress shoes if you want on the bottom. No, full gear. Those hockey coaches, they gotta get out and the bench is clear. They gotta go fight the other coach. <laughs> Fucking right. Send the enforcer in. I want to see that. I want to see Daryl Sutter in his gear and like he does. You don't have to wear the shoulder pads underneath, but I want to see him in in the hockey socks and and the pants. Okay. I want. I want to see Bill Belichick. In the like, history of the 1420 Sports Podcast, the 219 or 20 shows that we've done, plus specials, plus this, plus that, that might be the dumbest thing you have ever said. <laughs> like, it makes no impact on the game whatsoever. It adds zero to like the improvement like, of the game. We're trying to figure out ways to better or worse, and you say they got Daryl Sutter's got to wear a fucking uniform? Oh yeah, I want to. I want to see uh, Bill Belichick wearing like fucking thigh highs or whatever they wear, whatever you want to call those things. Billy I want Belichick. At least they wear branded gear in the NFL, right? Like they wear like the polo with the jersey uh, with the logo on it, or he always wears this cutoff hoodie. At least those guys oh, are always Billy wearing. Billy Belichick the, looks the team. rough out there. Like he, yeah, like his costume is rough week in week out. That's what I wear camping, the shit that guy wears on game day. And you know what? Like I, I, he tries I, to wear that, though. I it's not like he got fucking beat up by a muskrat or a beaver or a moose or something. Like, that's what he sets out to do. 
I always got to tip my hat to someone that don't give a fuck. And he clearly don't give a fuck. LPF Dave, is Bill Belichick beside the Brady statue outside of Foxborough when it's all said and done? Of course. Um, I don't know. Like, this, you'll never be able to tell who was like, they won because of Brady, they won because of Belichick. It was, it was both, just like it was Sid and Malkin. It was both of them. He'll never get a statue. He doesn't smile enough. <laughs> if Brady's too can, angry, if Brady can win another one, it doesn't matter. The circumstances are so different. If Brady wins Brady, another one, is Belichick's legacy a bit tarnished? No, because Brady is a fully grown, accomplished quarterback who went to a good team and won. Belichick is has whatever team he has left and is trying to find a quarterback to grow into. Like it's such a different set of circumstances. I think a little bit this is uh, affected by Peyton Manning going to Denver first and making that happen. I think that Peyton Manning doesn't win in Denver. We'd be talking about Tom Brady differently. But Tom Brady, he has all these other records. He also went to another team and won a Super Bowl there. And I think that like, if Peyton Manning doesn't do it, we look at Tom Brady a little differently when he goes to Tampa and wins his championship there. But uh, Manning was forced out, correct? Like they were like, we're we're over it. Like we got luck coming in. Yeah, because his neck is destroyed. Yeah, we're over it. Like see you later. Like we got Andrew Luck coming in from Stanford, and it's time to go. Yeah, and like this one, I don't know what the truth is, but it kind of looks like Tom Brady just said, "I'm I'm done being in New England for now. I'm gonna go figure this out somewhere different." And then he went and made it happen. Yeah, he went to a a talented squad, but. You know what I mean? Like all those guys were there minus the quarterback and they weren't winning with Jameis Winston. So there's something to be said about Tom Brady's, right? There's something to be said about Tom Brady and his skill level and what sort of he brings to a team. But uh, I don't, I don't want to jump into a, how great is Tom Brady debate uh, that doesn't need to happen. Yeah. I don't care. Um, But but Belichick, Belichick, does he get a statue? I don't know if he gets a statue. Does Tom Landry have a statue in Dallas? That I don't know. I, I, I don't think, think so. I don't think so. Right. So like I think it would have to be something like that. If there's precedent for their a coach to have a statue, then sure, give them one. Kraft would make that happen because they're like best buds. So like Bear Bryant's got one outside of Alabama saying whatever the fuck they call that and whatever land in Alabama, like fuck Alabama, but whatever. It's it's tough. Dave, go ahead. Like, so going ahead now, we um we talked, I talked about um Jordan and LeBron, how they were uh, born and raised in uh, different times uh, with social media. Brady, Manning, and LeBron, all three, the exact same way, right? The, pretty much the exact same time. LeBron's, what, 39 now? He's uh, all that. Brady's He'll be 38. 40. Okay, so, yeah. but you understand what I'm saying. And like, then Brady's 45. So, like, in social media time, who has the best brand Brady LeBron or LeBron Manning or Le- or Manning. It's, I, I think prefer, it's LeBron. I prefer Manning's, but he's not the, he's the smallest of the three. I like, I like the Manning cast, what they've done. It's entertaining enough. Like I, cause I, I watch football, but who doesn't like Peyton Manning off the field. And he's funny. And it, the Manning cast is quite entertaining. Um, 
And Manning lost enough, so but Brady didn't lose enough, and he's the pretty boy Brady. And and LeBron, like LeBron's always about the brand. I don't know that I out of I'm the three sorry, I just out of the three up. I would I would take if I was to go spill beers with the th- out of the three of them I would I would probably take Peyton Manning. But have you seen a picture of Brady's wife? <laughs> have you? <laughs> She's absolutely gorgeous. She's LPM Dave. That's a very good point. The fourteen twenty sports bar podcast. Four beers, sports talk, and a whole lot more. <laughs> That was great. That's that a good line. Good. <laughs> you are never too old or too cool to show support for your favorite team. Fans Edge, who's an affiliate of Fanatics, has everything a sports fan could possibly be looking for. From hats to apparel to giftware and memorabilia, Fans Edge is the place for you. With hassle-free returns, free shipping on order of over 100 bucks in Canada, and free shipping on all orders in the continental United States, Fans Edge makes it easy to get what you want when you want it. Just click on the link on our Twitter and Facebook accounts, and that will take you directly to our Fans Edge affiliate pages, and you can start shopping. Every time you purchase something from there, it supports the 1420 Sports Podcast as we get a percentage, and that's a good thing. So go to Fans Edge today for all your fan gear needs. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the Seat Geek app. The 1420 Sports Podcast, uh, we're happy that we got a sponsorship deal with Manscaped, manscaped.com, and we're doing some reads in August and everything else, but we have a, a bracket pool uh, coming up, the Manscaped Nut Up Challenge, that uh, right now, it's actually closer than I thought it was going to be, the uh, Kurt Gibson 88 home run versus the Matt Leinart uh, 05 USC 4th and 9 touchdown. Um, Gibson's winning right now in, in the in, in the West bracket first thing, but uh, we'll see how that goes. I'm quite surprised it's actually as close as it is. Um, maybe I voted a few more times for a different thing, but anyways, boys, um, sports moments throughout time. You guys have been sports fans for a long time. I've been a sports fan for a long time. Remember uh, watching this and that and everything else. John, give me your all-time favorite sports moment from growing up playing doing whatever it is you do. Uh, let me know something that uh, you, you you put up on YouTube once in a while, something that you see, something that just just uh, almost gets you teary-eyed or butterflies in, in, in the old stomach, something you uh, remember fondly and uh, you, you wouldn't change for it for a day. Uh, yeah, there's uh, the, the one that I, I talk about all the time. It's the, the Kawhi Leonard buzzer beater. Uh, I was just so into the Raptors playoffs runs leading up to that season with us getting Kawhi. So I was really invested in the Raptors. I still am very invested in the Raptors. And so watching that happen, um, the dramatics of it being game seven, uh, the dramatics of the, of the series and the back and forth and the blood, the bad uh, blood building, all that kind of stuff. That is one that like, it's just burned in my brain. I've, I've said that phrase with this, moment is that it's just burned in my brain. That's the one that like comes out to me 
um, and right away. And then like, that's one that like I witnessed, I wasn't there for that game, but like, if I'm thinking about like sports moments that I've attended, I went to game one of the finals when the Raptors were playing golden state oh, and that really? was the only game. Yeah. That's the only game they won in Toronto. So that is a pretty significant moment. Um, being in an arena. It if being you don't that mind loud. me asking what, um, approximately how much would a ticket cost for that, that event? I was in the very back row. Like I yeah. could touch the wall behind me. It yeah. was, it was uh, $1,800 for both tickets. Wow. Well, it's worth it. I mean, yeah, just curious. hundred percent worth yeah. it. Uh, I would do it again. Um, but yeah, so that was, uh, that that's probably the, the biggest moment that I, that I have aside from watching the dramatics of the, the game seven buzzer beater being present for the finals, like walking up to the arena, seeing all the things that I've seen on TV for like my entire life, watching NBA playoffs and being like, Oh, like what would it be like to have the finals be in Toronto? Like I was there living it, experiencing it, being a part of it. That was pretty remarkable. LPF Dave, Dave, where were you the night of the game seven shot from Kawhi Leonard? Where were you? What do you remember, remember about it? I was in my living room and going insane. It was, I couldn't believe, I was like, obviously everybody else, I was, my heart like stopped as the balls bounced around the rim and then it dropped and it's like, I don't know, can't even explain like the excitement. Just, yeah, it was not many, like, I don't know. I don't know how, like, it's uh, the like the up and down of that moment. Like, it's such a short amount of time. It's hard to, like, match that. Yeah, I guess you two Ontario boys a question here. Uh, are the Raptors, the Leafs will never take over Toronto, but are the Raptors number two in that city for sports franchises? Yeah. They're up way past the, the Leafs. Or not, not, sorry, the Jays. Yeah, I would say yeah. so. The the tickets are continually sold out. Um, the atmosphere in the arena, the amount of like Raptors gear you see out on the street compared to Blue Jays gear. I don't know. Maybe I have like my bias in me, but I see way more people wearing Raptors stuff than I do seeing them wear Blue Jays stuff. I'm gonna do a th- I'm gonna do a thing on SeatGeek. I'm gonna start looking. Uh, once basketball and hockey starts, and I'll see comparable seats and which seat is more expensive, and that oh. will be the that would be the comparable. What 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 seat is more expensive? A Leafs game on a on a Wednesday or a Raptors game? The thing with Leafs tickets, though, I but the Leafs they've been inherited be, forever, right? Yeah, they'll only be secondary market for the Leafs. Yeah, but that's what I was saying. Like, so all secondary market tickets, what ticket is more expensive? I think it would still probably be Leafs tickets. Yeah, I, I would agree with that as well. Is it like, and I don't know the answer to that. I'm, 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 I'm genuinely curious about that because I, I don't think there's many first-hand Leaf tickets available. Like, see the season ticket holders, and that's and and that's a lot compared to the Raptors. I would think. And then a ton of corporate tickets and yeah, yeah, yeah. The Raptors are moving towards way more corporate stuff um, compared to what they were ten years ago, for sure. Yeah. But you can still get tickets from Ticketmaster that are like genuine first option ticket. Yeah. They're not cheap anymore. Um, so it's still relatively um, expensive to go to a Raptors game. But compared to a Leafs game, no. Like the Leafs are still the number one team in, in Toronto. I, I don't really see that changing. 
they, they've been there for so long, even with the sustained success of the Raptors, they're, they're approaching, they're gaining more popularity and it's still, there's still a big chasm between the two. Uh, what do you think? Uh, my Dave. Uh, yeah, it's just so ingrained in Toronto to be a Leafs fan. I think as the, as the city changes, to, it's continue, It's more diverse every day. And as uh, more immigrants come in who aren't like Leaf fans from birth and who maybe like don't really give a shit about hockey and have different cultural uh, things they find important, then they'll maybe go more towards basketball. And it, like I honestly think that they could even out over time. Well, and that's the thing is because to, to, to play basketball, you need a ball. Two nets and a and a playground. That, that's all you need. And you and you see, like you said, you said when when there's a, a diverse city like Toronto is, it it makes it easy easier for people to be Raptors fans. To be a hockey player in Canada, you need money, and money, and money. And so, I can see throughout not just Toronto but throughout Canada, there being more. Um, soccer fans and hockey fans be- or basketball fans, sorry, because of that reason that you just don't need a ton of money to do it. And like I said, you just don't grow up and the hockey is like the number one thing in your house, right? If you come from Turkey or you come from wherever, they, maybe you're a huge basketball family, right? I 100%, 100% agree. And I, and I think that is um, part of the reason for the, the Canada national men's hot, uh, soccer team to come to prominence because a lot of those guys are first, second, uh, excuse me, generation Canadians. And it's hockey's not even thought about by those guys. It's, it's just like the sport that's available to them and hockey's not available to a, a very substantial amount of people in our country it's not in our country right now like literally like 60 percent of the country of canada this is our national sport can't their kids won't even get exposed to hockey let alone afford to play hockey yeah lpf dave what's uh, one of your favorite sports moments of all time growing up or as you've gotten older and lost a few more hairs in the old top of the coconut there what's going what's uh, what, what what's one that's got you yeah, i'm i'm a little thin on the backside myself too but what's your uh what, what's a sports moment that got you uh gets you a little bit uh choked up every time you see it so there's there's a lot of like common ones so there's a carter home run there's a batista bat flip uh the golden goal but i'll go with something that is a little more biased and personal to me um this ben roethlisberger san antonio holmes catch I will argue yeah, yeah, until yeah. the day I die that that is the best catch in football history. I know. I remember that one. That that was something else. That that catch because it it went to replay, if I recall correctly. Like, there's no way he made that catch. There's no way he made that catch. And then, like, two yeah, feet he, in, he made that catch. And three like, defenders yeah. right around him. It's really only like one spot that ball could have been, and it was there. And it was a perfect throw, perfect catch. And it was with like a minute left in the game. Won them the game. Won them the Super Bowl. Like perfect throw, perfect catch by someone imperfect human being. Dave Van Robe's 1420. 
How do you feel what Dave, uh, Dave, uh, uh, what Dave Plainfield said about your main man, Ben Roethlisberger? I think the best Super Bowl catch <laughs> ever was um, uh, a throw from Eli Manning, um, where he avoided the sack through it. The David Tyree helmet. When he catch. caught it by accident, he caught it. Attracted against his helmet, and Rodney Harrison, Hall the of Steelers, Fear. catch is way better than he that. He didn't even score. He had you'd have to get another catch by Plaxico. That Curtis was a great catch. Just I, for I that catch to even matter. That was a great catch, but nothing compares to that Steelers catch. Nothing compares to that. In, in, like the two in comparison. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You can't like, argue with it, that. It, <laughs> like, like honestly, like we see catches like that all the time. The OBJ one-handed catch at that time Where of the game, though. Fuck! You have to he think dropped of the, the goddamn ball against his helmet while a Hall, a Hall of Fame at, uh, safety was dragging on his arm, and he completed the catch, and that allowed Eli Manning to beat the, the Patriots in that Super Bowl. That was a Super Bowl winning catch to Santonio Holmes. I, I I understand. I under I'm not I'm not saying that catch wasn't great. I'm saying this catch was this much greater because it's it's honestly impossible really to grab a ha- a ball trap it against your helmet while a 260 pound guy that's built to kill you is dragging on your arm you still drag it to the ground and complete Jesus. the catch it's amazing it, it like watch that catch it's it should never happen again if if the if the catch that LPF Dave is talking about was not thrown by your nemesis ben roethlisberger how would you feel about it it was thrown by terry bradshaw same same that fucking hates bradshaw too he said that throw (laughs) that throw gets thrown every fucking weekend but not in that moment every fucking weekend every fucking weekend that throw like tom brody tom brady has honestly gotten like in over his career, 70 Have you touchdowns. seen pictures of his wife? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't understand why we're ganging up on me tonight. That is what that's what you're fucking supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. Throw it off shoulder to the thing, dot the eye, and fall out of bounds. You're that's missing the part, that's missing the part where there's three. That's what you're supposed to do. Do you want does everybody know the, the catch I'm talking about where oh, Eli yeah. escaped two sacks? He did up. Was it, it the, the catch? So, so you like so that you like that it was a broken play. That's where your delineation and the catch and the catch is absolutely improbable. Like yeah, because like, who the fuck when, catches a ball like that? When he threw that ball with like so Eli Manning, when he threw that ball with that ball left his hand, the probability of a catch was probably about 05 percent. Yeah, because he heaved the ball into the middle of the field. The San Antonio Holmes catch you're talking about. Probability of a catch was probably about twenty-five to thirty. Anyways, Dave, uh, <laughs> Jesus man, you're feisty tonight. Uh, I am feisty. You're feisty. <laughs> I get outside, I get feisty. We got making com- up numbers. The first time we had company in a long time. Look what happens. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I don't mean to be feisty. You're like fucking Edith, Edith and Archie Bunker for fuck's sakes. Uh, Dave, what's your fort? Uh, your uh, your favorite sports memory or something that, that uh, makes you uh, a little bit uh, a little tighter in the Levi's when you see it? I, I, I've talked about it I a little know. bit. And um, the one where I was uh, in the building was when the orders came back from 3 nothing against Dallas Stars. 
um, and won that game in overtime. That was in the playoffs. I was in the building, and it was, it was, it was good. It was probably it was the best one I've ever been a part of, live. My favorite thing, I'm just gonna say, it was an entire game. It was when uh, Denver beat Green Bay in '97. Uh, Green Bay was the big time favorite, and the Broncos won that game. Elway is uh, one of my boys, and like just that entire moment of watching that game was it was really special it was really special to me to watch a team that i have watched get their fucking asses kicked three times in the super bowl by the giants and the cowboys and the redskins and then like so for this day i carry a hatred to the nfc east and i'm so happy they're so such a terrible division right now but watching uh, John Elway and uh, Terrell Davis win that Super Bowl in 97, that was a special two hours. And do you know where I watched it? I was working up north when I was in the oil business. Um, when I say oil business, I was a grunt. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I was in a hotel. You weren't making I, millions of dollars off. I wasn't making a million dollars. I was making like $110 a day plus hotel. Nice. And, I, and I jetted out of work early. And I and I said I'm leaving because I'm watching this game, and then I came and I watched it by myself in my hotel room in Elk Point, Alberta, and watched it and I loved every Elk second of Point. it. Nice. Elk Point, Alberta is where I watched that game. If As, you boys ever get a chance to go to Elk Point, Alberta, don't. Don't <laughs> just drive by. <laughs> I probably and wasn't I, gonna. <laughs> and it, and it you're was not gonna that one and hope for for, for the best. It was something I I, I, I remember because I, I I literally told my boss to say like no like no like I'm I'm jetting out an hour early because I'm gonna watch this game. You can't do that. Like no, I'm 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 just telling you. I'm not asking. I'm telling. And I left, and it was good. And I and uh, I remember totally too because in the, my work truck, I had it on the sports thing, listening to all the the pregame shit. And uh, they kicked off the football before I was in my room. And then I got in and then I, I watched the first drive. And like, and I remember it. I was sitting in my work clothes that I just uh, got up. Did you watch the second drive and the third drive or just the first one? No, I, like I watched it all until the <laughs> halftime. I missed the halftime show. I couldn't tell you who did because that's when I went to go shower and put on some relaxing clothes. Because the game was still in doubt, too. Like Otherwise, was, known as park catchers and sweatpants here in Alberta. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you're at work, like, you know, like, I'm not looking to play. I'm just yeah. looking to watch. And so it was, it was just what it was. It was a, it was a day I, Denver won a Super Bowl, as opposed to getting their fucking asses kicked. And that was, that was a special day. Mine was the, I've said it before on our show, the, uh, the 2001 World Series, even though the Yankees lost, uh, it was a special thing because of 9-11 that happened, everything that went on with that. Um, the way that, and don't don't lie to me, everybody knows that the world was cheering for the Yankees to win the World Series. They were. Even you, LPF Dave, I can see it in your eyes. You're like, bullshit, that's not true. <laughs> no, there was nobody that was cheering for the fucking Arizona Diamondbacks to win that World Series. They I was. Uh, I love Randy Johnson. I wanted him to win. Okay, I think you're lying to me, but whatever. We'll get onto that another day. But uh, game three, I think it was when Scott Brosh is no, four. 
Brogian's hit the home run to uh, to win that game uh, after they came back and they did it three nights in a row at the stadium. Uh, and uh, the, the the Joe Buck call, the Yankees have done it again, is ever entrenched in my mind that the way that went on. Um, it was a great moment in, in well, not in just uh, sport, in baseball history, but in sports history because of what happened uh, a, a month before with the 9-11 travesty and everything else. Um, it was something that's near and dear to my heart, just the way it all, it, it all turned out. The, yes, the Yankees lost. Um, it uh, That sucked a lot, but it was really fun to watch the, the Yankees do that. Um, and put the the entire country on their back. That it was it was something that I, I'll never forget. Yeah, and they never had a sniff at a World Series again. Well, they got one away. Nine, just just it's, kidding. <laughs> just no, kidding. It's just one of those things. That it's it's it, it really tugs the heartstrings whenever you see the uh, the videos and everything else. It was quite good. Anyways, boys, um, we're, we're gonna steal one from you guys here. You guys do uh, your grievances and gratitudes of the week. Every uh, every every one of your shows, it makes me laugh every time I listen to you guys' show, which is every time you put one out. Um, we'll start with you, John. Give me your grievances of the week. For, we'll go we'll grievances around the horn. Then we'll do gratitudes around, around the horn, and we'll call it a night. What's your grievance of the week? Because everybody likes hearing negative stuff first. Yeah, just going for the hard stuff. Um, well, it's been a while since... Uh, I've been recording. I have been on vacation. Uh, Dave is highlighted that. I, podcasting. Jeez, you must just, di- just disappeared for like a whole month. Um, so I have a couple. Uh, I'll, I'll settle on this one, though. Um, the, the grievance is going to be um, people out West that talk about how like everything is shittier in Ontario. Um, when I was in Calgary and when I was in Vancouver, that seemed to be a common topic that got brought up. It's like, oh, you're from Ontario. Mm. Yeah, like Ontario sucks. It's way better out here. And I'm like, it is more beautiful out here. Scenically, like it, the, the backdrop is much nicer than Ontario. But like the fact that you're having to convince me that this is better is really annoying. Like you could just be like, oh, enjoy your you. time out here. Enjoy your time out here. Look at what's around you. Do all the stuff. But like the fact that like it was constantly like, oh, like, guess what? It's better. I'm like, I, I, I'm not here to have this discussion. I'm here because I'm interested in seeing the place. Can you just let me do that? Um, and then it really came to a head when I was in Calgary with our buddy Hogel. And this guy was at the bar. Um, he didn't call anybody an angry lesbian. But uh, he opened up his conversation with, oh, you're from Ontario? I hated it there. And I'm like, cool, man. Now you think I'm going to talk to you for the rest of the evening? That's like, that's your, yeah. like, that's your opener? I'm like, cool, man. Have a great night. Great talking to you. And I just get turned like this. Yeah. And I was like, you, you, you're going to be a fuck? You're going to get, you're going to treat it like a fuck. So uh, that that's definitely my grievance. It's just like being out there and enjoying like all of the, the what the West has to offer. Amazing. A couple of the people that are just constantly on me about why it's better than Ontario. I was like, I didn't need you to tell me. I kind of came to that conclusion on my own, but I live yeah. in Ontario. That's where my life is. So it is what it is. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. We, we're a little aggressive out here when it comes to that kind of stuff. Albertans are, we're a different breed. We, uh, we're, I don't want to get in trouble here because there's a lot of Albertans who listen to my show and I want, or our show, sorry, and I want them to continue listening to our show, but they know who they are. Like it's not a surprise that they're nozzles. Like it's not a surprise. LPF Every province Dave, has them. I don't have a ton of experience like in other provinces or any, 
but like it, it was the same i went to college in like northern ontario and it was the same there i think it's just like uh everyone hates toronto thing they find out you're from around here i love toronto like I, I I love Toronto. I've been there a few times. I have I've always had a good time. That everything's there. It's good. I love it. The loose moose bar down whatever street the fuck that is. It's great. Everything's great. That's a beauty. I love loose moose. Anyways, LPF Dave, what's your grievance of the week? Um, so this is a very common topic for me. I don't know what <laughs> someone told me why I do this. So, uh, listeners of our podcast know that I coach my kids' little league team. And I also took on the responsibility of his uh, 10-year-old all-star team. And the decision was made at some fucking board meeting that they said every uh, all-star team was going to, like, should have, like, help. Like, uh, I guess they thought I needed help with, uh, like, organizing paperwork and shit like that. So they, like, assigned me this fucking, like, team manager and so like that pissed me off first because i was like i like, i signed up to do this job and now you're like handy giving me a babysitter so fuck you and then yeah. it's he's just the guy who they chose to do it like i like him and like his heart's in the right place but he's so fucking aggressive like he's like telling me when we should be scheduling practices and he's and we we're at we had a practice so we decided that we're gonna have um like on our game nights, there's only one game a night. So the field is open for like after eight or eight 15 or whatever. So we had a practice tonight at like eight 30 and we're, I'm walking into the diamond from my other team's practice. I'm going to this practice and I'm walking in the field and he's like telling me, okay, get your fucking station set. Up. I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like you've told me 10 times that you don't know a fucking thing about baseball. So just if you want to do the paperwork, fine. Go do the fucking paperwork, but get out of my fucking face, man. Like what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. So what's your grievance? He doesn't like someone telling him what to do. Okay. <laughs> all the baseball field. All of that. All of what I just said. I don't know. No, I get it. So your grievance is um my setting up for something. Yeah. You're, you're like, micromanaged I'm, I'm, and he doesn't I'm, like it. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting micromanaged. Oh Jesus. No, no, that's good. That's I, I good, like that a lot. I like that grievance a lot. Like Getting being micromanaged is fun. Like, it's it's so fun that yeah. It, this is fun. my job. That the, 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 just give me my job and then don't tell me how to do it. That's yeah, that's your grievance, right? Eventually, yeah. it's going to be that he decided to coach his kid's baseball team. <laughs> every week every week every week dave's like i love this i love baseball i'm so glad i'm doing this and then time after time that grievance is about Cindy baseball <laughs> it's worth it because uh, it may sound self-centered but i genuinely believe that like he's having a better experience doing this because, because of the effort i'm putting not actually not you're, maybe not because i'm there but because of the things i'm doing to like to make it more like what I remember it being like when I grew up. Yeah. Whereas I don't see some of the other coaches, like there's other coaches in our division. So we have like an odd number of teams. So there's one, uh, one game night a week where one of the teams doesn't play. So they have like a, a diamond open for them to go practice those nights. The other, there's a team in our division that doesn't have like a regularly scheduled practice. They only practice during those off nights. 
right? So there's, there's different levels that people are putting effort in. And I don't know. So it's because they don't have an assistant doing all their paperwork for them. No, this is just the regular team. I don't have an assistant for that. <laughs> the assistant to the assistant. 1420, Dave, what's your grievance of the week? Construction in the summertime. Jesus fucking Christ. Have you driven? I'm supposed to do it when the fucking road's frozen. No. Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> yes well, and no. Well, but, uh, here, here, here's <laughs> what I want to see. When you mill the road, and we understand what I say when I you, you mill the road. I want to see a crew right fucking behind it. I don't want to see milled roads. Like I can't fucking stand it. Do it. Do it and do it. Like, well, we got well, you can do it in the summer. Then do it for like uh a 14 hours a day. Like have two crews running, do it, do it at night. Yeah, get it. I, I I'm with you. Get it done. Get it, get it fucking done. You can Pay the do premium, this get it done overtime, everything else. And in fact, everybody no, like not <laughs> Who's even paying, paying the premium. premium? No. It's your, tax run, doll, it's your tax dollars that are paying but then that run road two, We're paying taxes two, on all the gas. Trust me, they're okay. Two eight-hour shifts, right? Like, like so the one and then the other shift comes through at night when there's no traffic. And when it's a shit ton cooler, it's pretty fucking hot during during the afternoon here in Northwood, Alberta. I don't know if anyone's ever heard. Howard Stern years it. ago when he was going to run for uh, for government in New York, New York State. That was one of the things he wanted to have was c- construction going overnight instead of during the day. I but don't then, understand. He dropped out because they're there. He his um what he was making he was going to become public public record. So he said, I'm out. I'm not knowing no one no one needs to know how much money I make. Overnight now we know anyway. Oh, overnight like, paving crews. Overnight, overnight paving crews. He's 20, 20 some million a year, isn't he? That's so stupid. I haven't listened to him ten times in my life. He's a bit of my hero, though. No, I, I think he's. I think it's entertaining, but I. I just. Eh. I read both his books and I read his movie. Like he's. A, he's a. He's. A That's bit incredible. Of a super, he's a bit of a superstar in my. But to read a movie. Yeah. <laughs> to read a movie. Yeah, you, like you, he, you said you read his movie. That's. that's I, no, I read both his books. Oh, and, and watch his movie. And I watched his movie. Oh, okay. Yes. I'm hacking it. Just so I remember so when, uh, he was on late night. Yeah. They used to like put his radio show on TV and he had uh, all the people on. I remember watching that as a teen and being like, oh, there's some controversial topics on this. That's uh, the extent of my Howard Stern experience. Yeah. No, Howard Stern is uh, one of the kings in my world. Well, as he was great. As, like, as, yeah, far yeah. As, as far as media goes. So he used to be a lot like him. He's getting raw, getting older every day. And he used to be quite. Quite he's older than me. He has to be like sixty. Dave, no one's older than you, man. No, fuck that. Howard Stern? He's definitely in his sixties. I'd yeah, say really? close to seventy. I'd be yeah. surprised if he's under sixty-five. Yeah, because he was like in his forties. I want to say like twenty something years ago. Math adds up. Yeah, that's that just math? my math. That's backwards <laughs> planning, baby. Numbers don't lie. <laughs> that's um, it. Just made all those up. My grievance of the week last night, surprise, surprise, I went for a beer and uh, there was a, yeah, I, I do that. Uh, there was a guy who said something that, and I don't like, I usually, I, I sit by, I sit, well, other than talking about, you know, angry lesbians, 
Maybe, maybe he loved Alanis Morissette. Uh, maybe it's me. Uh, there was a guy last night. He was spreading some misinformation about the uh, the vaccine and stuff. And I don't care if you guys are are vaccinated and unvaccinated. Blah blah blah. This guy just started talking, and he said that the uh, the president of the World Health Organization, which I don't think is actually a title, he said the president of the World Health Organization is going to jail because the vaccine is killing people. So I turned my head and I said, you need to shut up. That's not true. He oh, goes, hey, third flurry. How are you doing? Today? And he said, he said, <laughs> he said, yes, it is. I said, no, it's not you. I said, you need to shut up. So my grievance of the week is to fucking nozzles like that who insist on spreading misinformation for no reason whatsoever. Like I've said, whether you're a vaxxer, anti-vaxxer, I don't care. But don't spread misinformation about stuff just for the sake of spreading stuff. That pissed me off. And this guy, he kind of, he shut up pretty quick. And he goes, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. So that, that there's my grievance of the week. It's dickheads who spread information like that. When I'm trying to just watch a game, having a beer by myself, it, it pissed me off. You should stop inviting this guy over to your house. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can you get out now, please? What was yeah. the beer that you were having? Oh, Jesus. I was having a, what was I having last night? I was having a, str- uh, a stronghold uh, from Port McLeod where, where I grew up. They have a brewery there now. I was having a stronghold beer. It was really, it was really quite good. Were you, guy, in Mo- were you in Mojo's? Yeah, that guy pissed me off. I got to quit going there. Actually, it's like, you pre- love Mojo's. You should yeah, give them the sponsor of the show. It's 15 seconds from my front door. It's like right there. So I don't know, whatever. But I'm probably going to be banned from after tonight's little comment about lesbians. Uh, I think if you grew a beard, you'd be okay. I can't. I, I, yeah, there's more, there's less hair growing on my face or is in the back of my head. No, it's, it's bad. It's bad. Uh, LPF Dave, what's your gratitude of the week? Put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Just yeah, negative. Eh? Dave's just never been focus happy. on the negative. <laughs> yeah, he's never been happy. No. Yeah, I don't know. The kid went to bed early. Fuck, good enough. That's not a thing. <laughs> no, it's not a thing. I don't know. I I don't have anything that sticks out like that. John, you got a gratitude of the week? Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily from this Rainbow's week. Rainbow unicorn bowl to this guy's ass. But that's it. That's it. I just live a very positive life. It's that's, well, that's why good. we uh, that's, that's why I level the playing field with the with sad Dave. Um so I like I said, we went on family vacation. So I had family from the UK, my cousin, his wife, and their son, and my aunt who's still here, and then myself, my wife, my two girls, and my sister and her two boys. Um, so my cousin and his family, my sister and her boys and my family, we all went out to BC together. And so that was really cool to do like the family vacation and like not be the kid, like being the adults and like making this experience for the kids. So my gratitude is being able to spend time with my family, um, especially my sister. It's been a long time since I've traveled with my sister. So it was nice to like know that like we're still super tight and we got along and our kids are getting along. And like, it was just cool to have us together and then our kids together and that we have all the the shared experience together so that's my gratitude is that i got to uh do some serious family bonding that's nice because there was a point in my life too where where me and my sister weren't tight and then she had her 
her kids are are, are sound guy Jim's. He was the, the first one, 20. He's Jesus, he's 20 some years old now. Uh, and it, it is nice once you do get over that hump to see that you can get along and you, you're not dickheads to each other. It, it does turn out quite nice. Dave, 1420, Dave, I got to hear what kind of fucking bullshit you're going to spew at us here with your gratitude <laughs> of the week. Well, well, first of all, I want to say, um, John, with your, your phrase, shared experience, that's always, that's, that, that's kind of one of my life mottos, shared experience. So like the moments that you have, no matter what you're doing, it's a shared experience. Whether you see a car accident, whether you, you see the best concert, whether you see this, whatever happens in front of your eyes, you share that experience with the people around you right now. And then, and I think shared experience is one of the things that we have to take to our hearts when we have those chances. I'm, I'm looking forward. My gratitude is right now. I'm looking forward to this summer. I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm going for, I'm going camping with my wife and my son, and we don't know what we're going to see. Um, I'm, we're taking him to um, Colorado. I hope a bear knocks your fucking tent down. Well, it's not a it's not a tent. It's a tent. Well, whatever. Nonetheless, we have pseudo. We have you one fuck of a podcast episode though. Well, nonetheless, but I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward. We're taking the boy to uh, Denver, Colorado, for a three game set with the uh, um, with the uh, San Francisco Giants, and we're we're looking at things to do during the day. We're going to go on stadium tours. I'm looking forward to. That. I'm grateful to be the person to look forward to the moments I'm going to have with my wife and son on this. And then in September long weekend, we're taking Jasper to uh, a three-day concert, uh, Dave Matthews Band. My son is going to come to me and come to me, come with me and my wife um, to the Gorge in, in Washington State and watch Dave Matthews Band. And he knows all the music because that's kind of my jam. It's going to be like my 40th, 50th show. into his fucking head. Oh, God. He's so, he's just geek for it. And I'm looking forward. I, I see my son's excitement uh, for it. And it's thing that, things that his mom and I did. And, and I'm, that's what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for the planning of these trips that I'm going to do with my wife and my son this week this this week this summer nice that's what i'm grateful for fuck you almost brought a tear to my eye day for fuck's sakes it's so fucking crazy i uh, have a picture my my son was at dave matthews band at the gorge when he was eight months old when and we do have a picture of him that's probably beautiful. so uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I got uh, my gratitude of the week goes to uh last saturday night in okotoks alberta wcbl all-star game I was lucky to be a part of that uh, on the field as an umpire at first base there. Great time was had by all. The game was great. The, the oh. festivities were great. It was uh, a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, uh, a lot of bullshit was thrown about the field. But it, uh, the 6,000-plus people in the building that night, and uh, I got all the calls right. Uh, well, nobody really cared what the score was, but it was good. No, it was a, a fantastic evening. That was uh, I appreciate the WCBL for having me out there, so that was great. So that's my gratitude of the week. Boys, tell me about, uh, tell the world about your podcast, what you got going on, what's happening, what to, where to find you, and all, all that good stuff. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's that's all that's all Dave. I'm gonna let him, I'm gonna let him give us the, the spiel. Uh so as we've mentioned, we're level the playing field. We release most of the time, we release twice a week. Uh lately it's been Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh it's out where they're scheduled to be out like early, early in the morning. So you can wake up and listen to it on the way to work or whatever you're doing. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at LPF podcast 86 and on TikTok and on Instagram, which admittedly we haven't been real active on lately at LPF podcast. And uh, yeah, we're available on any platform that you listen to your podcast on. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, Four Mirror Sports, talking a whole lot more, along with Lover Playing Field. Good show tonight, boys. There's a sound bite there that we're going to get into next time you guys come on. We'll talk about the coach, the coach don't win at the Super Bowl, the quarterback, or the other way around. Fuck, I blew that. But, anyways, uh, take care of each other more importantly. Take care of yourself because you need you around. Keep your stick on the ice. And what else, guys? Don't swing at high pitches, Jimmy. There we go. Thanks, boys, for joining us. We'll talk to you again at another time. Thanks, Travis. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.